our theme of who is this Jesus and we've been basing this, I've been basing this on songs. There are several songs throughout our songbook that, that tell us about Jesus. The one for today is stepping in the light. We're looking at Jesus, our light. And certainly Jesus is our light. We have looked at so many things regarding Jesus so far. How he is our Savior, our Redeemer, our friend, our hope. Last week we looked at him as prophet, priest, and king. And today we see him as our light. There is no light in our lives without Jesus. And certainly we understand that. Going back to John chapter 1. John 1. Let's look at the first five verses which were our scripture reading for this morning. John 1 beginning with verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him nothing was made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. What we learn from this passage is, first of all, that the Word, Jesus, is the Word. He was in the beginning with God, for He was God. He is the creator and sustainer of life, and nothing was made without Him. In Christ is life, and light is provided to all through him. John bore witness to Jesus as the light. Christians are no longer in darkness because Christ is provided to us as the light to our lives. Where once we were without God, where once we were without knowledge of God and without knowledge of salvation, we no longer walk in that darkness as others do because Christ is our light. Many today still can't see Him as the light that He is. And thus they continue in that darkness. But we as His people bear witness as John did to this light of men. Our lesson objectives for this morning are first of all to learn more about how Jesus is our light. And particularly, we want to learn of His relation to His Father, how He relates to the Father. And also to learn of His relation to man. And secondly, we want to recognize Jesus as the light to our pathway and our lives on earth. We begin with Jesus, the Son of God. Certainly we know that Jesus is the Son of the living God. Jesus existed well before His miraculous conception in Mary's womb. Jesus was present in the creation of the world. We'll go back to John chapter 1. And we're going to spend a lot of time in John chapter 1, though that will not be our, our sole place of study. 
But John 1, verses 2 and 3, He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him. And without Him nothing was made that was made. Colossians 1, verses 16 and 17. Colossians 1, verse 16. For by Him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created through Him and for Him. And He is before all things and in Him all things consist. Before His conception, He was promised to come into the world. Isaiah 7, and verse 14. Therefore the Lord Himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call His name Emmanuel. Isaiah 9, 6. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Oh, this was many years before he ever came into the world. His coming was promised to Joseph and Mary directly and personally. They accepted the challenge of bringing the Christ child into the world. Jesus is God. Jesus is God. John 1 and verse 1, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word, Jesus, was God. The Word was God. Jesus is God. And yet He is a separate person in the Godhead. We see uh, times where He acted independently of the Father, and the Father acted independently of Him, but yet they were both God, and so is the Spirit. He is God, but He is not God the Father. And He is not God the Spirit. Look at the Great Commission, for instance, that was given to His apostles, that He Himself gave to His apostles. After telling them that all power and all authority had been given to Him, He says, Go therefore, go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Each is a person in the Godhead. Each has an independent role in our lives. And so we baptize in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. I'll give you a, a funny for a moment, I have a friend of mine that um, he was telling how he baptized his oldest son. 
and uh, his son had made that decision and so he was going to be the one to baptize him and he got up there and he got a little nervous and and he said uh, I now baptize you in the name of the Father the Holy Spirit and of the Son and somebody gave him a card that told him the right way to say it but uh, anyway however we say it it is important to say but we see each is independent of one another at Jesus baptism in Matthew chapter 3 verses 16 and 17 Matthew chapter 3 verses 16 and 17 when he had been baptized Jesus came up immediately from the water and behold the heavens were opened to him and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting upon him I want you to notice what happens here. Recognize, first of all, what's happening with Jesus. When he had been baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water. The heavens were opened to him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting upon him. And suddenly a voice came from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. You have the Son who is being baptized. You have the Spirit of God descending like a dove. And you have the Father saying, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. All are God. And yet we see an independent role in each one in this case. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Spirit are separate and distinct persons from one another. And yet the Father and the Son are one. Notice what Jesus says in John chapter 10, verses 25 through 30. John chapter 10, beginning with verse 25, Jesus answered them, I told you and you do not believe. The works that I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me. But you do not believe, because you are not of my sheep. As I said to you, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. My Father, who has given them to me, is greater than all. And no one is able to snatch them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. I and my Father are one. The best way that I know to explain the relationship of the Father, the Son, and the Spirit is by comparing it to marriage. We see that Paul uses that analogy in the book of Ephesians. And believe Peter also uses that analogy in his letters. But we see, especially in, in Ephesians chapter 5, where it is compared to, marriage is compared to the church. And really, in a sense, the church is also compared to marriage. The husband is the head of the wife. But Christ is the head of the husband. And likewise, as we look at the church, we see 
that Christ is the head of the church. We as the body, we are married to Christ in a sense, but He is the head of His church. And we serve under the headship of Christ the Son. A husband and wife, they are very different people. I can tell you that from experience. A husband and wife, they are very different people. And yet they act together as one. They come together. They, they give their lives to one another. They, they promise their lives to one another. They share a name in most cases as significance of that oneship between the husband and the wife. Very different people. But now their lives are shared and they act as one person. And so we see that with the Godhead too. We see the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. Each is individual. Each has a different role to play. But they act together as one. I and my Father are one. Many things about Christ's relation to His Father we only understand from what we read of Him in the New Testament. And so again we have the reminder that the Old Testament is the New Testament concealed and the New Testament is the Old Testament revealed. We would have very little understanding of the Old Testament and especially the prophecies of the Old Testament if we did not have the revelation of them in the New Testament. And so we see they work hand in hand. The Word of God is the Word of God through and through from beginning to end. Let's look for a moment at Jesus' closeness to God. Jesus is closer to God the Father than anyone has ever been. John 1.1 says that the Word was with God. And we are, are given the idea that, that Jesus communed with the Father in a way that, that we cannot understand in this life. In John 1 and verse 18, it says that no one has seen God at any time. Yet, He who is in the bosom of the Father has declared and revealed Him unto man. And today, Jesus stands as mediator between God and men. 1 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 5. In Hebrews 9 and verse 15 and also chapter 12 and verse 24, we find that He is the mediator of the new covenant. And we understand that Jesus' closeness to God brings us closer to God when no other way for this existed. And finally, we look at Jesus as the light of men. Jesus, the light of men. Jesus is the true light, though others bore witness of Him. Look at John chapter 1 and look at what it says in verses 6 through 13. John 1 
beginning with verse 6, there was a man sent from God whose name was John. This man came for a witness, to bear witness of the light that all through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light which gives light to every man coming into the world. Verse 10, He was in the world, and the world was made through Him. And the world did not know Him. He came to His own, and His own did not receive Him. But as many as received Him, to them He gave the right to become children of God, to those who believe in His name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Notice that John, this is a different John than the writer of the book, obviously. But notice that John, we often refer to him as John the Baptist or John the Baptizer, John the Immerser. He came to bear witness of the light, but he was not the light himself. When we bear witness of the light, we're not becoming a light, but we are revealing the light of Christ to others. Though others may bring the light of Christ to the realization of man, Jesus is the light of the world. Those who receive Him may become children of God, and we too bear witness of Him to the world in that sense. Through Jesus, we may have life. Through Jesus, we may have life. John 1 and verse 4, In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. There are actually at least a couple of different ways that Jesus brings life to man. First of all, in creation. We find that He was present in creation. That nothing was made without Him. And so, Jesus gives life in creation. Man has life through creation and through Him. And this life is the light of men. But we also find that it is through Jesus that we are given access to eternal life. In John 20 and verse 31, But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in His name. Life on earth. Realizing the hope that is provided us through the blood of Christ. The hope of eternal life. Jesus gives us life in creation as He was present in creation. But He also gives us reason for living on earth. Because we know that this is not our home. 
I, I'm sure that, that many of you have felt similarly to the way that I have felt in recent days, weeks, and months. Life right now is very difficult for all of us. There's a lot of fear. There's a lot of anger and hatred. There's uh, just so much for us to deal with. But what keeps me going the most is knowing that this is not my final destination. I'm not as worried about what is going to happen in this life because I know that I have something much better, much greater awaiting me on the other side of this existence. Jesus gives us life. He gives us reason for living because it is through Him that we are offered hope of eternal life and salvation. Jesus is the creator of the world and He is also the Savior of the world. 1 John 1 Let's look at 1 John this time. 1 John 1 and beginning with verse 1. That which was from the beginning which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon and our hands have handled concerning the word of life. The life was manifested and we have seen and bear witness and declare to you that eternal life which was with the Father and was manifested to us, that which we have seen and heard we declare to you that you also may have fellowship with us. And truly our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. In verse 5 it says, God is light and in Him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with Him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanses us from all sin. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make Him a liar, and His word is not in us. Following the example of Christ, walking in the light as He is in the light, we may be cleansed from our sins and all unrighteousness through His blood shed on the cross. Now let's think what an image that we are cleansed by blood. When we as man cannot cleanse blood from something that, that it has come in contact with, it's very difficult anyway, yet blood is what cleanses us. The blood of Christ, the Son of God. And as we continue to walk in the light, eternal life is granted through the light. Eternal life is granted through the light. Jesus the Christ. Going back for a moment to John chapter 1, I want us to close with verses 14 through 18. John 1, verses 14 through 18. And the Word became flesh 
and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. John bore witness of Him and cried out, saying, This was He of whom I said, He who comes after me is preferred before me, for He was before me. And of His fullness we have all received, and grace for grace. For the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has seen God at any time, the only begotten Son, who is in the bosom of the Father. He has declared Him. Jesus was not only present, but fully involved in the creation of the world. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. John bearing witness to Him as the only begotten of the Father. Jesus as our mediator draws us nearer to God than would ever be possible otherwise. And through Jesus come grace and truth. Salvation from sins. Salvation is granted us based upon our walk with the Lord in the light He has provided. Beginning with obedience. We know what we're supposed to do. We know what we're told to do in Scripture. The same thing that the Jews were told to do. The same thing the Gentiles were told to do. Repent. Confess your faith in Christ. Be baptized for the remission of your sins. Baptized in the name of Jesus. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And so we continue to preach that. The message hasn't changed. Some people try to change the message, but the message itself has not changed. Beginning with obedience, salvation can be ours. And let us not be deceived into thinking that because we have started on the walk, because we have been baptized, that we are saved automatically, no matter what we do. Because we're also taught in Scripture that we can fall away from God's grace. And so we are encouraged to continue in faithfulness, to continue walking in the light as He is in the light. And as we continue in faithfulness, as we continue in faithfulness, we know that we are saved because God has promised it. And we know that God is faithful to His promises. I hope that you're a child of God. I hope that you've done what is necessary in order to be saved. Faith and by faith, confession of faith, repentance, baptism for the remission of sins. And I hope that you've continued to live a faithful life. If not, if you stand outside of Christ today, then we want to give you the encouragement 
to respond to the Lord's invitation, to make sure of your salvation, to make sure that you are living according to God's will. If you need to come, whether it be in obedience or in repentance, or to ask for help or prayer, we want to help you. And we give you the opportunity to respond to the Lord's invitation as we stand.